The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. The NFL is almost back. We're going to be talking about that, talking a little NBA, a little life as we always do on the Functional Sports Sportsaholic. You're listening to Sean and Sam. Sam, how you doing, my friend? What's up, brother? How are you? Doing all right. Um, so, uh, you know, just kind of living life, this uh, this pandemic world that we live in, um, still trying to figure out um, <laughs> regular work. Uh, it's wild out there, dude. It is. I, I live in Illinois, so I believe it's the worst state for unemployment. You know, you get the national rates and you get the state-specific stuff. And um, as you know, Sam, I've been... You know, I've been a career-long upper management um, in marketing, business, you know, strategic business, business development, you know, whatever you want to say. I can't sniff an interview. An interview. This is wild, man. This is wild. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so, you know, I've been keeping myself busy, you know, I mean, legit applying to like five or ten jobs and, you know, people... I used to do this too, kind of when I was younger and stuff. I would roll my eyes, but I, I think it's at the point now, honestly, where people see the resume, they think one of like three things. They think, okay, this this candidate's qualified, might be too expensive, or this qual this candidate's qualified, but we want to hire from within. I think that's the big thing. You know, if you're going to hire, you know, at that level, you probably want to promote up, which I completely agree with, by the way. Or um, they're thinking like, ah, this person, you know, it's a pandemic, they'll probably jump ship. Um, so I'm applying to jobs that I'm not qualified for. I'm applying to jobs that, of course, I'm qualified for, jobs that I'm overqualified for. I cannot sniff an interview. I'm talking 10, sometimes 20 jobs a day, sometimes 100 jobs a week. I can't sniff an interview. And that's, uh, you know... That's where we are. Thank God my wife is doing as well as she's doing so that, you know, I'm not feeling like the stress. But, ugh, my gosh, it's it's not as easy as, hey, go out and get a job. It really isn't. No. Well, yeah. And and there's probably companies, too, that are just kind of still like, yeah, yeah, you know, laying in the weeds a little bit, make sure everything's going to bounce back. You know, uh, Which that a, I also agree we with as well. We have a political political climate going on right now you know it's no one you know things get a little rocky before november elections anyways right in a a good year so um yeah i mean we'll we'll see we'll see what happens in this in uh this america we know it and and the world so yeah we'll it's, yeah this country is country's goofy um at this point it's been getting increasingly goofy um you know that we've we've gone on tangents in the show. I don't want to do that today. I don't right. I don't have I don't have the mental energy no, today. I'm, I'm smiling for the first time in a week, <laughs> you know, and laughing for the first time in a week. So let's keep that vibe going, right? Um, so one thing I do want to talk about too, uh, you know, we're gonna look next week. The NFL starts. And it's kind of sneaking up on me, dude. Like, for real, it's sneaking up on me. And, you know, of course, we have the Fantasy Football Almanac and Draft Guide. Um, the book sales talk about, you know, another nut kick. Um, so I've had, over the last year, I've had, you know, kind of like a marketing contract business, been trying to find a home, as, as I talked about, um, um, employment-wise. Um, but also, you know, making this work, making the podcast work, which we lost sponsorship for, what was that, six months that we lost sponsorship? So that was wild. Um the book was down like 80 per 80% until mid August. And again, thank God that, um, you know, the fantasy crowd, once they were secure with the NFL season starting back up, they started coming back. So the book sales have been crazy, but then I've just been underwater trying to service that because of the free updates and all that. Um, but 
the the season has completely completely snuck up on me. We talked about this last week. Hard Knocks. I still haven't watched an episode. We said we were going to watch it. I haven't. Yeah, I mean, me neither, bro. It's I, been... I, I, and you work in health, so I mean, yeah, you know, you've been busy. As I've been telling everybody, I'm the most busy unemployed person. <laughs> you really world. are. You really are. You know what it is? Is what drives me crazy. Um, is you know, f- filing applications, it's one thing to apply, but, you know, you really have to put thought into a cover letter. You really have mm-hmm. to put thought into the position and why you're a fit there if you want to be a good candidate. And what's driving me crazy is I spend four to five hours a day, every day, um, sometimes more, applying to jobs, you know, reshaping my resume for that job, reshaping the cover letter for that job. And I don't even get like an email on probably 90% of them saying like, oh, you know, sorry, we're going to another one. It's just everything's out in the ether. It is just, it is just the biggest to me waste of time. Yeah, That is the most frustrating thing to me. It's not the rejection. I could, you know, I don't care about that. If I'm not the right fit, I'm not the right fit. It's just that you spend all this time, time that I could be putting into this or making videos for YouTube or that, it's just time spent, and that's I'm having a real hard time dealing with that. Yeah, I, I feel you, bro. But what, one thing I am going to do is we talked about we've talked about it in recent weeks card, you know, card sales, mm-hmm. and um, we've talked about this. We've had our you know our, our our as we call our friends the group of friends the Goonies. We we had our we haven't had a, a, a video call in a couple weeks. Last week got canceled, and I'm sure we'll have one soon. But. Um, I'm going to be starting an eBay store. You already have one set up. I'm starting an eBay store. And I'm wondering, Sam, do we just want to start picking up a pack of cards a week and talking about who we opened, like on this show, and then just, you know, eBay or maybe giveaways or something like that? It's something I've been exploring for a while with Chris and all that, but I just like doing it. Are you into that yeah, at it's, all? It's fun, man. Yeah, for sure. The problem is, it's hard to find a pack of cards. Cards, yeah, exactly. I've been looking, dude. Like, I found one pack of cards. I found a Don Russ Elite pack, and a thirty pack, like a thirty card pack. I and I liked the pack that I got, and I'm like, okay, you know, I'll sell it. I'll probably make like twenty bucks off the cards, um, which, which for me at this point is, you know, I kind of need that. Um, but uh, you know, it's not about making money. I'm, obviously, for right now, I'm trying to survive. I'm in feral mode. So I'm doing anything I can to make money. But, um, you know, it's not about that. It's really, it really is about the nostalgia and enjoyment. I went back to Walmart to buy um, that pack of cards where I found it. Because that's just literally, like, legit the first pack of cards I've seen in a store. Outside of garbage, you know, the, the garbage cards, you're just, you know, right, it's garbage. Right, right. Outside of that, the first pack I've seen in probably three months, I went back to buy, like, another two or three packs, all gone. All bought out. So, it's tough, man. So, so the lesson is, if you find buy them, yeah, you gotta buy them. Buy them, and there was an article. Yeah. I didn't. I don't think I emailed this out, but there was an article after we've talked about this. After we talked to you know the Goonies and all that, there's an article this week about how like card sales are up like four thousand percent during the pandemic. Yes. <laughs> so we're definitely don't in a bubble. Wish, don't you wish you could go back in time and be like, man, I should have just, I should have just snatched some stuff up, like. You know, yes, especially that freaking crazy. LeBron James and the Mike Trout rookie cards with the. Oh, I know. I would have paid a thousand dollars for a LeBron James ticket. You know. Yeah, I know. To, to make a cool mill. Make a mint. That's crazy. Well, what I here's my theory on this is you can't go back in time, but you can do it now. Right. And so my whole stance on cards, and I still like opening the packs just for the fun of it. But every set this year, because I love the quarterback market this year. Uh, I'm getting every Tua, every Burrow, 
and actually every Jordan Love because he's super cheap because Aaron Rodgers is still the starter. I'm getting all of those cards I can get because imagine like Alex Smith was the starter, Patrick Mahomes' first year. If you could have just picked up a lot of uh, Patrick Mahomes' rookie cards, those are like a thousand bucks a pop now. So you can't get into that. You might be able to get a little bit of Kyler Murray. Um, you can definitely still get into Gardner Minshew if you believe in him. I think Gardner Minshew is going to have like a five-year sales cycle. I think he'll be pretty good with Gruden as the coach. So I'm looking at players now. I'm looking at it like it's a stock at this point because it kind of is. It's an asset right. that you can sell right. for more. So I'm looking at these. You can't get Lamar Jackson at a price anymore. You, you missed that boat. But you can you can get some Josh Allen. If he can be a passer, you know, if Josh Allen can develop into passer, maybe he could be a 30-touchdown throwing and a 10-touchdown running guy. So these guys, Kyler Murray is more expensive than Josh Allen is right now. It's tough. But what I did last year, Sam, by accident, by the way, I tried to buy a pack of like a like a hobby box that I could open packs. I ended up buying a factory set. So what that is is it's every single card. Basic. It's like a base card. Oh, but, okay. But okay. it's every card. I bought that last year, the 2019 version, Panini. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It was Don Russ. Base set, not optic or anything like that. I bought that box for like 35 bucks. That has a guaranteed rated rookie of all the rated rookies they have. So I have a rated rookie in perfect condition of Kyler Murray. That If I get that rated, that's already like 200 bucks, I think. Um, you get Nick Bosa. You get Josh Jacobs. You get like all these like different crop. Um, and I do have Gardner Minshew, which has some value right now, although I... Well, know, yeah, and you never on. know, like, because it's a crapshoot. You never know. There could be some guy, you know, third string somewhere that, you know, you have a card of that in you know, three, four years is, you know, unbelievable. So you, you just never know, you know. Before the Super Bowl, I bought that version of the Patrick Mahomes rookie, you know, the base Don Russ set rated mm-hmm. rookie of Patrick Mahomes. I bought that for 35 to 40 bucks before the Super Bowl. If I sell that card today, it's worth 250. If I get it rated and it rates at a nine or a 10, I can make 500 to 1,000 bucks on that, right? Mm-hmm. So that's my that's my thought now. I think it's interesting and I it just, you know, it's that nostalgia that makes me smile. And in this world today, you just need reasons to smile, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm yeah, going to do man, that. It's fun. It is you know, fun. It's, it feels like, feels like being a kid. And, and, and it's before, a little bit of a, before the world went to shit. Right. You know? I know. Right. <laughs> and it's a little bit of the pull of that slot machine. Right. Yeah, it's that dopamine sure, yeah. hit. That's just like, am I going to, am I going to get that? You know, am I going to get that special card? Or am I going to get an auto of Tua or something that I can immediately flip? And I would hold on to or, it. I would or a Travis, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, right. Yeah, I got like three cards. I recorded a, a private show for uh, for the Goonies, and I opened up Travis Kelsey, and I was all I was livid because I got two Travis Kelsey cards. And I'm like, what the f is this? Blah blah blah. I look back, one of them was like a special card, you know, and it's just a base set, but it's worth like twenty five, thirty bucks. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, lucked out on that one. Oh, so anyway, yeah, I think that'd be fun. The the problem is, of course, we have to get. It. Oh, another thing about those factory sets, the 2019-2020 um factory set so guaranteed to get all the rookies um of Don Russ Optic so that's actually a step above the the base set that I got for the football for the NBA last year that factory set was going for 120 again guaranteed to get Morant guaranteed to get Zion um you're not going to get any any parallels so you're not going to get any like the refractors and you know the pink and the blue and the green and all that shit but you're guaranteed to get the base rookie of these guys the Zion by itself is going for like a hundred bucks unrated rated it's going for more than that already so like but you, of course you can't get your hands on that now so I, i'm looking for factory sets if i can get them and i'm just always going to snap up the factory sets because i just don't see any way you don't make money because even if the the hyped guys don't pan out 
usually one or two rookies pan out, and you're going to make money. You just have to hold on to them for a couple years. Well, and look at the cycle of these things. Even if it goes back down, which it will. Yeah, it will. You know, it will. We it are will in a spin, bubble. It will spin back up, you know, eventually. And you might have some good stuff on your hands, you know. And, you know, like you said, you could have 200 cards, you know, that you bought for 30 bucks. But if you sell one of those cards for, you yeah. know, 500, you know, I mean, it's it's easy money, man. Like, like, Yeah, and I mentioned this on, you know, a couple weeks ago, but I bought before the Super Bowl, you have two young quarterbacks getting into the Super Bowl. The winner of that Super Bowl was going to appreciate immediately, right? Whether it was Garoppolo or Mahomes, the winner of that Super Bowl, that quarterback was going to appreciate. So I went out, Garoppolo was still cheap, so I was able to actually buy pre-rated cards. So they're like PSA 10s of a bunch of Garoppolo rookies. Now, those have doubled in value, even though he lost. I still right. think Garoppolo is on the upswing, dude. He's like 21-5 and five as an NFL starter. Like, people throwing a lot of shade at the guy. He outplayed Patrick Mahomes for three and a half quarters. He missed one throw. Right. That would have won the— uh, argue, Arguably would have won the game. Um, right. And people are throwing shade at him. Dude, like, I'm, I'm a buyer on Mahomes. Or, I'm sorry, <laughs> Garoppolo. Mahomes, those cards, I bought three rookie cards for 30 to $40 a pop. Um, unrated because the rated ones were already too expensive for me to get into. Already, man, those have gone up by five times. And we're in that bubble, but— Already, I have made my money back for all the cards I bought this year because, you know, I went a little crazy in December, January, <laughs> back when I still had money. Um, you know, so it's it's just a fun thing to do, man. It's fun. So let's do yeah, let's and you Yeah, you were a little ahead of the curve, man. It Thank goodness for that. It seems like this really got crazy after the last dance because then all the Michael Jordan yeah, right. stuff went crazy. And then that kind of seemed like it sparked this whole new card Thing. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, dude. And then, um, um, you know, I have a Jerry Rice rookie that I know is in excellent shape. It's not rated, uh, but I will send that into a rated if if it's not going to. But if that thing comes back at a ten, that's that's like a forty thousand dollar card in today's market. You know, by the time I actually mm-hmm. get it back and sell, it's probably going to be like half that. But still, you know, it's considerable. That's a nice payday. Hey, yeah. man, that's a nice used car because you know I buy my cars used, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I got you, brother. Did somebody say playoffs, NBA, and NHL are in full swing? And our partners at Bet Online have you covered. Get in on all the action, including a new NBA playoff bracket contest that gives you more chances to win. Major League Baseball continues to push through the summer, and there's no shortage of ways to get in on the action, as Bet Online has hundreds of odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. Take advantage of every sport, and remember, our casino never closes. It's always there for you to check out and enjoy. Head to the website today and sign up to uh, to receive your free welcome bonus on your first deposit, bet online, your online sports book experts. Uh, NBA, so, um, hey man, the, uh, the the Nuggets came back, they were down 3-2, they came back, they won. Uh, Jokic uh, hit that hook shot with about 30 seconds left, pushed them into the next round. Celtics up 2-0 on the Raptors, which I don't think either one of us necessarily predicted or saw coming. Can't say I'm surprised, but or maybe I can because I was really high on the Raptors. What do you think's going on in that series, buddy? I mean, the Celtics are just playing really, really well. Yeah. Um, and uh, I love the coach there. Yeah, it, I think it's a, I think it's totally a matchup thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the Celtics, uh, their their wing players are just you know playing phenomenal, um, and, and they have they have a great coach. I mean, the Raptors coach is a great coach too. Obviously, one yeah, right. coach of the year again this year. Um, 
I just think this is where you start to see studs and Tatum is playing like a stud. And and the Raptors, you know, they have a bunch of good players, but I don't know if they have just a straight out like, hey, I can go get you buckets guy every time. And I think that's what Tatum is doing you know you know we were talking about cards just now tatum is an interestingly tatum is a guy that you can still get in on relatively cheap um for rookie cards i think i have like maybe one or two of them but you know i try to snap up these unrated cards these unrated rookies just to just to have and hold on to i like tatum um for the future i like morant actually more than i like zion i always have um and I have like one of his or something like that, but um, yeah, man, the Celtics and, and Tatum, there's this, there's this team that can just get hot, and they're well coached. And you see matchup based. If, if Boston can close it out, they're up too well, and there's no home crowd uplift. There's no cr- home crowd boost coming, and they're all playing where they're playing. So if Boston can close this out, how do you see them matching up against Milwaukee if that is indeed the matchup? I mean, let's see if it's going to be a Milwaukee because. The Heat are treating treat yeah. this whole thing like a business trip, and I I have been high on the Heat you have been. since this whole bubble thing started, and you have been. I just you know um, I would not be surprised if the Heat you know uh, beat the brakes off the Bucks, um, and you know um, I really don't know, man. Like I have I have reservations against the Celtics, but they've come out and they played really well um and this is what we've talked about in this bubble thing is it you know these teams with some young guys that don't have a lot of other stuff going on um and are just kind of treating it like a total business trip um this this um environment is made for them these games where they're all they're doing is pretty much playing basketball they're not going anywhere there's just no travel there's no going out there's no clubs there's no you know, they're just can rely on their young legs and go out and, and just play ball. And I feel like this is a perfect scenario. So um, I like Boston and I like the heat, you know, um, and we'll see if the, we'll see if we get that matchup. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing you've you've talked about it in um, in recent weeks, but I've never really made the point. I never expanded on on the point is that, you know, these young guys, these teams that are made of young players, and Miami has impressive rookies, and you know Boston's a younger team, um, you know for the most part anyway. The, the guys that are kind of um, at least Tatum, and I, you know maybe maybe not because you get Walker there. Maybe they do have more more veteran leadership than I'm thinking about in you know in my subconscious or conscious or whatever it is. But um, younger teams, I feel like, are more used to these because this is almost like a big AAU tournament. Yeah, for sure. Or, or a big college trip. You know, they haven't been millionaire stars for a long time, right? And so... Yeah, Tatum, Tatum, I mean, three years ago, he was playing in a U tournament. Right. So it's not that long ago for him, you know? Yeah, but and you take a look at maybe the Lakers or the Clippers, who are kind of a little bit older teams. They're used to having, you know, their freedom and their lives and all that stuff. Like, you know, you talked about this before, you know, the pull of having children, or, you mm-hmm. know, wives and all that stuff. A lot of, you know, some of these guys, man, they're just out partying and they're like, hey, you know, I'll party in a couple months. Let me just take care of this tournament first. Um, you know, this this hotel stay. And like you said, like the heater treating it like a business trip. You know, that that's the mentality of this thing. You got to think it. I wasn't sure how it would be when we talked. I wasn't sure if the, the veteran leadership would overtake it. But now seeing things in action, I feel like the youth, the the, the younger the team, the more they don't have 
the stuff pulling at their heartstrings and tugging them and life and business and all this stuff, like all the, you know, these mm-hmm. players that own like, you know, pieces of a, of a spirits company or a wine company yeah, or, or, or a soccer team or, yeah. you know, they don't have that stuff yet. Team. Yeah. They don't have that. And, you know, now the, the families are in there, mm-hmm. you know, so I saw like Fred Van, Van Vliet, like all his kids are there and stuff. Now you just kind of wonder, you know, like, you know that that's great for them but now is there you know is their focus a little bit shifted are they maybe you know, you're not getting that treatment maybe you're right, not getting the rest maybe you're right, running you're after your three-year-old you're hanging out with your kid as yeah you, as you should you yes know? yeah but kemba walker's older but he's not married he doesn't have kids you know jimmy yeah. butler said i didn't invite any of my family here because i'm treating this like a business trip we got stuff to do. I'll see them when I'm done. And that's the way that he's taking it. Yeah. And, you know, the other Heat guys are all young guys. They don't have yeah. that, you know. So if they're going to follow his lead, um, I I like the Heat. I really do like the Heat. You've been talking the them only since, reason, the since only before the pandemic. The only reason they don't go around, the only reason they don't go any further is just, well, they max out at talent. Yeah, right. But, you know, their will and their grittiness and their shooting – and their and their youth is is built for this environment. Yeah, it really is. And they had a better away record than they had a home record this year. Mm. Um, which I have said is is gonna help in this situation right. because these are guys that probably when they were home, the younger guys are probably going out, having friends in town, blah blah blah, stuff like that. Now they're locked in; they can't go anywhere. They have Jimmy Butler on their ass. They got Pat <laughs> Riley there on their ass. Yeah. They still have to make their conditioning stuff that they are one of the only teams that like have like mandatory weight checks and all these things and, you know, conditioning drills that they have to do. And you have to do that every every Monday in order to stay active on their roster. And this is this is built for them. Yeah. I am a Heat fan. Yeah, man. They um, and I'll give you credit. Even before the pandemic, you were on them. Um, yeah, man. And in fact, before we even started talking about things on the show, I actually would snap up a couple of those Miami rookies because you were just talking them up so much. I'm like, hey, man, he knows what he's talking about. I'll just pick him up. You know, I can get him for a buck. And I did. Yeah, you Tyler know? Hero, Chris yep. Nunn, mm-hmm. Duncan Robinson. Man, these guys are these guys are are balling. Yeah. And they're going to be a good team. They had somebody else, man. They they are going to be a good team for a while. And I was having this conversation this weekend with someone, and I and he was like, I don't think Jimmy Butler's elite. And I'm like, he's not an elite player, but he is an elite dog. And he is an elite winner. Mm-hmm. And that guy just wants to ball. That matters. He just wants to win. He doesn't care if you're friends. He doesn't care what's going on. You know, he just, he's got a big chip on his shoulder, you know, yeah, and, does, and I'll take that any day over, um, over just straight up talent. And, you know, I'm, that's I'm what made, fan. that's what made Jordan so incredible is he had the talent and he had that mm-hmm. elite, like hunger to win. And we don't see that intersection much, the great talent with that mentality, and when we see it, you know, that's when you get a Tiger Woods. That's when you get a Tom Brady. That's when mm-hmm. you get a Michael Jordan. That's when you get um, a Kobe Bryant. Like, it's not right. – imagine if if you take Butler's brain and put it on LeBron James. That's or Giannis. When, yes. I mean, that's when you get Jordan. talent. Mm-hmm. But you could just tell, like, some of these guys are just – it's – 
it's in some people and it's not. And yeah. Jimmy Butler has was a JUCO player, walked on at Marquette, has always had stuff against him, and it just still has that chip on his shoulder. And I, I really love Jimmy Butler as yeah. a as a player for for a team like that with the structure that the Heat have. They've had the same coach for damn near. You know, yeah, seventeen I know. years. I know. They've had Pat Riley running the ship there. They do their conditioning stuff. They are very tight with stuff. They're no nonsense. And that is a perfect situation for a Jimmy Butler to go there because that's what he's wanted his whole career. And these guys, if Jimmy's in there at three AM working out, these guys better show up at two thirty in the morning yeah, right. to work out. And that's just a, a culture. Yep. You know. Yep, there you go. Uh, before we close the show out, uh, just quickly, NFL. So NFL's next season, or I'm sorry, next week. Um, you know, we're next week is week one, uh, next Thursday. So, um, you know, Brad and I have gone through the AFC and the NFC, and we've made our Super Bowl predictions. And where I land on this, we're not going to go too heavy into that because you can just catch one of those other podcasts and other shows and stuff. But kind of where I've landed is uh, Kansas City is still my pick to win the Super Bowl. I know that's kind of a cop-out, but look, if you're making a futures bet, I don't see why you would bet against them. They have, in my opinion, the best organization. The defense was improving towards the end of last season, um, and they're going to continue to improve. Uh, They add a running back that can catch um, out of the backfield on an elite level. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, remember, was unhealthy for like 10 weeks last season. They're going to be actually a better team this year. I think Kansas City is, um, and you know, a battle tested is a big thing too. Um, they were battle tested. They were down late in that Super Bowl, and they came back and won that offense. I just picking against them, I think, would be madness. If they're healthy, they should be the favorites, and they are. My other thing is San Francisco is the is the creme de la creme, in my opinion, of organizations in the NFC. And my big question, I was talking about how I'm a buyer on Garoppolo. My big question is, he came under some heat in the offseason. Now, I think he's going to be fine. and I'm betting on him to be fine. I'm wondering if he sputters to start the season. And, you know, you get the Super Bowl hangover, which I'm not a big um, believer, as I said in the Get Paid podcast. I'm not a big believer in, you know, bad juju, bad karma, all this stuff. But, you know, mathematically, you can see it. Year after year, the Super Bowl loser struggles that next season mentally. And I do believe in mental toughness and get him back. So... I think this organization is built to withstand that. Like the Patriots, when they lost to the Eagles, it's not like they cowered and, and went away. And I feel like San Francisco was built to make that run as well. But I'm, I'm not going to pick them in the Super Bowl. So I don't know what I'm going to do, Sam, in the NFC. Well, um, and I got, a question, I got a question for you. Yeah. You know, much like we talked about with the Heat, you know, and, you know, them being built for this sort of situation. You know, is there an NFL team that is built for – hey, you know what, they don't really rely on fan noise, mm. they don't really rely on this, like, who's just a good, like, hit the checks where you got to hit them, you know, and and go from there, you know, team. You know, it, it, it's really tough because I feel like in the NFL, the NFL and NBA to me are the two places where fan, like, the fans matter, and they give you <laughs> points per game. Um, Kansas City... Kansas City gives you some juice in that stadium. New oh, Orleans yeah, gives sure. you Arrowhead, some juice, yeah. right? New Orleans is huge. Seattle, Seattle is huge, yeah, huge in that. Yeah. You know, they're. I mean, the the win loss record from home and away. That's a huge storyline for Seattle. You know, f- what can they do? I would have said the Patriots, but they don't have Brady anymore, man. This is a different organization. Be- between free agency and opt out, they lost like 
more than half their defense. I said like eight. I just threw that number out there, but it wouldn't shock me if that number was eight out of the, you know. So what do I look at? To me, instead of looking at, you know, the crowd pump, what I would look for and what I am looking for is better. And by the way, I'm checking out um, on some of the uh, the futures bets, and I'm just playing week to week for the most part, you know, checking out like bet online and all that stuff. But um, I am looking for teams that can run the ball effectively. I'm looking for teams that play defense and don't give up big plays. And, um, and I'm looking for continuity between coach and quarterback. So... I like New Orleans. I think they're going to actually lose some juice because of the crowd, though. Um, I think Kansas City, because of their leadership at coach and quarterback, I think they have to be there. Um, running the football and playing tough defense, that's San Francisco. So they're going to be, I think they're going to be fine in this environment. I actually think this environment honestly might help them a little bit because Garoppolo won't have to eight times a year hear, hear about how he, uh, how he blew that... Um, that post uh, throw in the Super Bowl, you know, he's not going to have like people in his ear, which I think will help him rebound a little bit. But, you know, I look at a team like Pittsburgh, veteran leadership at quarterback, Roethlisberger comes back, they can run, their defense finally is getting its due. In Baltimore, they can run the ball. My big question, of course, is like Lamar Jackson, he has to be a precision downfield passer. I do think he'll improve, but how much? So, you know, built for this, I don't really see a team that is built for this. Um, I do think that continuity this year matters a lot. So I'm not a big buyer. Look, I love Tampa Bay. And I love that Tom Brady was organizing workouts. But it's it's going to be an adjustment. You got Gronk there. They're going to be melding what Brady wants to do with what Leftwich and Arians wants to do. I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be on a playoff team. But I wouldn't pick them in the Super Bowl. I think it's going to take them maybe till next year to get that Super Bowl talk from me. So, And their pass defense sucks, by the way, in Tampa. Like, I like the coaching staff there. But, you know, they have pieces that they need to fill. So, you know, I, I don't think Miami... Um, like, Miami will surprise teams, and they're young. So maybe that'll help a little bit. But, yeah, I don't, I don't see it benefiting anybody other than teams that have veteran leadership at quarterback and uh, can run the ball. Tennessee might be actually a very interesting team there this year because they went on that run last year, and I don't think it was a fluke, and they run the ball in the red zone. So that's what I'm looking for, man, running the ball. Maybe Oak, uh, Vegas now. You know, maybe Carr will be a little bit better, um, you know, without fans and all that stuff. Um, it's going to be weird, though, dude. It's going to be a weird season. Anyway. Yeah, for sure. And are some, are some teams... Um... Bringing fans in, I know some teams like, are. Like I saw twenty percent. Yeah, I saw Kansas City's doing it. I haven't really, you know, some some fans like Green Bay, for instance, has written off fans for the year. I I'm on record. I don't think that's a good idea. Um, look, man, fluid dynamics. It's it's spores in the air. And my feeling is like I know the owners want to bring fans in. Um, I get it, but if I'm the NFL, my primary concern right now is keeping the players on the field healthy. I don't want somebody coughing in the, in the upper deck, in the upper bowl, and that little spore, it's like one out of a million hit, but I don't need my offensive lineman breathing that spore in, getting sick, infecting the defensive line and their own offensive line during practice. I just, I, I, th- I think it's, that's not what you do to preserve the, the on-field stuff. I understand the science. I understand like social distancing and all that, but you don't know who's coming into the stadium. And those people are coughing and sneezing, man, <laughs> and breathing. I just, I, I, I think it's, I think it's, 
I think it's kind of a recipe for disaster, um, even even with the social distancing and stuff. As a business, if I'm Goodell, I'm just saying, hey, guys, let's just take it. Take it this year. Take our lumps. Let's get a Super Bowl champion. We'll come back next year strong. They have a plan financially in place with the NFLPA. Let's just move on strong. But that's not going to be what's going to happen. So I think we'll get delays. You know, we'll get like a week or two canceled um, or postponed or whatever it is. It's going to be a weird season. I still think our Super Bowl champion is going to be crowned in March, uh, March or April. Um, but, you know, I'll be fine having some uh, some football to watch in March or April, some playoff football in February, March. I mean, I think that'd be cool as a fan. So you get more space in the games. It's going to be weird, but we'll get a champion. I have no no doubts about that. Anyway, on that note. Mr. Sounds Sam. good, brother. Yeah, I think we can close it out there. Let's try to find some some packs, some packs of cards. See what we get. All right, man. I'm gonna look when I go to Target. I will. <clears throat> I'll look. Yeah, I'm actually gonna go on a sweep. My wife's um, uh, mother's in town this week, um, so she's been quarantining herself so she can come visit. So she's gonna come visit. I'm on errand duty this whole uh, this whole weekend. So while I'm doing errands, I'm gonna pop in to Walmart, Target, see if I can pick up some things and. Uh, I'm eagerly awaiting the Panini NFL Mosaic release. Let's see if I can afford it, though. I'm afraid it, what the price is going to come back <laughs> on that box. <clears throat> you know, if the yeah. base box go, is going for 200 bucks, I, I think that I think that Mosaic is going to be a little bit too too rich for my blood. But yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. All right, brother. Um, well, hey, everybody, have a great week. We're into NFL season next uh, next week, and we're going to see, man. We're going to see if Boston can. Uh, can knock off Toronto. We're going to see if Atlanta can lay the lay the smackdown on Milwaukee. Um, a lot of stuff is shaking out there, so the NBA season's coming to an end as well. It's going to be interesting. Talk to you next week, everybody. Uh, be good. Be good. Welcome to, Welcome the, podcast. to the podcast. Functional sports are all it. Sam and Sean, too, they beat. Sports in real life, they got real lives. Better tune in every week. Don't miss the podcast. Cause you might get put on blast And you know just what we call it Functional sports holic Yeah, yo, sport addicts with real lives Talking about real life, they real nice Going cray on the Netflix late nights And they build an NBA, keeping the game tight Reppin' the 407, Old Town And nine fours when they met, now they hold it down Talking life, talking real social issues All lighthearted, so don't bring your tissues And don't talk stupid, cause Sean might lose it You love sports, this podcast strikes like Cupid Taking road trips, why not just for kicks? Sean going global, you know why? YOLO And don't get him started on Gooch Givens They here to spit knowledge, no time for the dishes Aging like a fine wine, sipping in the kitchen Gray in the beard, got wisdom, so listen. Functional sports are all it. Sam and Sean, too, they be. Sports in real life, they got real lives. Better tune in every week, don't miss the podcast. Cause you might get put on blast. And you know just what we call it. Functional sports are